0: WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers, and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at nine zero600 And now, let's join the Upfront panel. The
1: Upfront panel here on Monday mornings. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard. Flying solo here. In Studio A at WNRI's Diamond Hill Road Studios. Well, it's a really, really interesting day, isn't it? It's the day after both teams that I'm normally interested in um, were basically eliminated. (laughs) Well, no, not really. Uh, I guess I'll have to listen to Joey Gallant to get full comprehension and understanding of exactly... Uh, who um, is going to be playing when. But my understanding is the Patriots are out of it, and that's the end of that. And I couldn't understand what happened yesterday when they benched Tom Brady, and then they went on to lose that game uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I guess uh, it was an inconsequential game. I don't know. Joey Gallant, I'm sure, will explain it uh, to you uh, when he comes on the air this morning at uh, 9.30 this morning. Now, I've got uh, four pages of uh, things to prepare to to talk to you about this morning, and I think I'll start on page four because uh, sometimes I I never get to um, what I've done most recently. So on page four, we'll begin with this, a a Trafalgar poll of over a thousand people um, taken um, in mid-December reveals that 73.8% want the current head of the Republican National Committee to be replaced at the next convention. So what's her name? Ronna McDaniels called it a junk poll. She's the head of the Republican National Committee right now, but um, seems like the general public can't stand her. I know I can't. <laughs> but uh, the highly respected Trafalgar polling people said the results clearly showed there's a vast distaste for Mitt Romney's free spending relative. She says she hopes to win a fourth term as head of the RNC, but she does face a ster- serious challenge for the RNC position chair from civil rights attorney and RNC board member Harmit Dillon. So uh, we'll see what happens when they have their convention. I know I'll be reporting it for you. And uh, what did they gain by holding up their votes for Rhino Kevin McCarthy? You know what I'm talking about, right? You do live on this planet. Okay. Well, I'm talking about the fact that they had to take 15 votes before they finally approved Kevin McCarthy to be the new Speaker of the House and take over the gavel that was left behind by, what's her name, from California, who said she quit. <laughs> Remember? So here's some of it. Conservatives led by Texas Representative Chip Roy negotiated a rules package that would dissolve power away from the Speaker and puts it back to committees and individual members. Now, details really haven't been made public yet, but reports trickling out indicate that the deal between McCarthy and his detractors include plum committee assignments, baseline spending promises, and a one-vote threshold For a simple motion to ask McCarthy to vacate the chair in case they don't like what he's doing. The detractors also say that they got McCarthy to accept their plans to balance the federal budget over a 10-year period. Will I live that long? Now that McCarthy has the gavel, the House will still need 218 votes to pass the rules package that the detractors helped Forge instituting the agreement, and if the package does not pass, the McCarthy skeptics could defect, and he will lose his leadership role. Speaker Kevin McCarthy said yesterday his first priority, listen to this, is to end Joe Biden's funding to hire 87,000 new armed IRS agents. And my source for the story, in case you'd like to read it in its entirety, is the thedailycaller.com. So, here we are on page four. And um, I don't know if you were glued to your television sets at one o'clock, 12, 12 o'clock in the morning when they had the final vote. I know I wasn't. Because the fact of the matter is... Uh, it was going to be a foregone conclusion that Kevin McCarthy would, in fact, be the uh, the new uh, Speaker of the House. After all, every one of those votes, he had at least 200 votes. So it was just a matter of uh, rounding up those who were preventing him from getting the 218 that he needed. All right. So. Uh, Were you interested in that? Did you actually watch it? Did you follow it? We'll see uh, how he makes out as Speaker of the House. I certainly will be watching to see if he can somehow unfund Joe Biden's efforts to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. Well, I continue to tell you that I refuse to go to New York City, and the latest statistics that major crimes are up 22% under the former retired transit police captain, Eric Adams, who lauded the NYPD for its efforts to increase gun arrests and to rid The five boroughs of illegal guns and drugs. Well, I don't think let's just say reduce the number of illegal guns and drugs in the five boroughs would be a more proper reflection of what's really happened. By the way, my last visit to New York City was when I was deployed there by FEMA, by request, by the way, to the World Trade Center disaster. I served 30 days down there, and frankly, that's about all I could take of it. It was a very depressing deployment. By the way, the mayor said at a press conference yesterday that the city of New York must drive down robberies, burglaries, and grand larcenies. The categories that contributed to the 22% increase in what was defined as major crimes. Here are the numbers. Um, Major crimes up to 126,537 from 103,388 in the previous year. That's 2021, while Adams was uh, in charge. The mayor said retail theft and subway safety are among his top concerns. After all, he used to work for the New York Transit Authority. New Yorkers, he said, must be safe based on the statistics, and they must feel safe based on what they're seeing. That is my obligation, to ensure that safety is felt. (laughs) Democrat Adams also demanded a stop to illegal immigrants being bussed into his sanctuary city. Cut it out! But yet, the fact that he's a sanctuary city means that they're welcomed. My source for this story, by the way, was hotair.com, in case you want to learn more. This is the Monday Morning Upfront program. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, is here. And I make a point to, in the course of a week, between last Monday when I ended the program and now, to try and find some stories that perhaps you hadn't heard about or if you did hear about them, give you more details on what uh, we really uh, maybe should have heard and maybe you didn't. And that's that's the premise of this program in case you're new. By the way, I'm proudly displaying my blue Trump flag at my home and have done so since he announced he's running for reelection to the presidency, and I'm especially proud of what I saw on Breitbart.com this morning. Trump said that schools that embrace critical race theory and gender insanity, as he calls it, will lose federal funding if he's elected and scolded Joe Biden and the radical left that are using our public school systems to push their perverse, sexual, racial, and political material onto our youths. I see it all the time. President Donald Trump's updated campaign website states and vows to protect parental rights at the federal level And he calls it protecting parents' rights. It appears as a featured agenda item of the Trump 2024 campaign, according to his revamped website, which I was looking at this morning. As President Donald J. Trump fought tirelessly to restore patriotic education to our schools and to expand charter schools, and school choice for America's children, saying he will rescue our public schools from the Marxist teachers' unions and liberate our children from the corrupt education bureaucracy. Trump also mentioned that the fact when he was president, he secured permanent funding for historically black colleges and universities, and he protected free speech on college campuses. My source for that story, Breitbart.com, if you'd like to read it its entirety. Remember, I rewrite almost all of these stories for radio. Did you know that public school attendance is down as parents across the nation are pulling their children out of public schools as Private schools see a resurgent and homeschooling that parents discovered during the pandemic. Now, in a problem supercharged by the COVID-19 pandemic, Axios reports that the attendance rate in American schools is declining. They cite as examples the school board in Jefferson County, Colorado, that's a place uh, located outside of Denver, who voted in November to close 16 schools. How about St. Paul, Minnesota, where last summer they closed five schools? Let's go to Oakland, California, where the school board last February voted to close seven schools after recording years of declining enrollment. And financial strife. The Wall Street Journal reported this information. The impact facing public schools in America, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the Upfront program this morning, is that they lose funding when they lose students. I mean, after all, teachers cannot educate students that are not in the school rooms. This can... Disadvantage low-income students who are financially constrained from attending private schools or where parents who are at work cannot be home to homeschool. Public school enrollment fell in roughly 85 of the nation's 100 public school districts. 85 out of 100 public school districts have lost students. My source for this story, in case you want to check it out in detail, is Newsmax.com. So I went to the Nielsen website this morning, and I'm going to tell you what I found right after this break. So what's in your
0: appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy sirloin steak filet mignon or a bourbon street steak tip dinner all char broiled to your taste perfection and we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials kitchen open friday and saturday till midnight restaurant open seven days a week it's time to make it a grumpy's experience today
2: whether you like it or not, snow is coming soon. Are you ready to control it? Tony's Stateline Power Products at 271 Main Street in Blackstone has the king of the snow, Aaron snow-throwing equipment. Come on in and talk to Tony, and she'll size up how much of a snow-throwing experience you need. We have a full line of Aaron snow-throwers to handle your property from 20 inches to 36 inches of clearing capacity. We also have portable generators by Generac and Husqvarna for your emergency power needs. Come see our huge selection at Stateline Power Products in Blackstone. Showroom open Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. Tony's Stateline Power 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 Products is ready for this winter. Are you?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> WNRI welcomes a new sponsor, Titan Machine Tool. your one stop machine shop located at 70 New River Road in Manville. With over 30 years' experience in the industry, no job is too big or too small. Titan Machine Tools works with various industries, including industrial manufacturing, construction, medical, and marine. If you or your business needs a single machined pot, or jigs, or fixtures and tooling, sub assemblies, and other machinist services, including industrial equipment, and repairs, they can help. Call Bob Markey today at 401-636-0157 or visit them online at titanmachinetool.com. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get
2: back to the panel.
1: And the panel on Monday mornings, yours truly, Dick Bouchard, uh, you know, operating solo as I normally do. Uh, The program, like I say, is meant to kind of recapitulate what occurred over the past week since I've last talked to you. I hope you heard some things this morning that maybe you uh, weren't uh, completely familiar with. Now, let's join the Buffalo Bills football team. And I think they did a wonderful job of praying for Damar Hamlin, who got tackled, stood up, and then dropped dead on the playing field last week. He was revived by trainers, as people watched on primetime television last Monday night. Not a word from the TV announcers, but if the Pfizer toxic jab could be responsible, a lot of people are going to be demanding answers, but... Still no word yet, but I did read really a long time ago that all Buffalo Bills football players, in fact, got the COVID shots. Big Pharma and our government cannot hide the truth from us forever. Um, People uh, really are demanding answers. Uh, Do you really think the NFL is going to allow any proper investigation to determine if the experimental COVID shots were in part responsible for his cardiac arrest? That's probably going to be up to the family and a competent and honest medical examiner, both of which could discover the answer and then keep it on the hush. Please tell me the last time they canceled a football game, though, because of an injury. But this was indeed different, maybe because the players felt it was not a football injury. And frankly, maybe it's because the players from both teams uh, went single file into their locker rooms, which essentially (laughs) ended the game. The mainstream media and the left, same thing, are now working hard on convincing us that young, healthy people in their 20s suffer heart attacks every day. You really believe that they ignore all the reports that I've personally told you about right here and up front where soccer players worldwide have dropped dead on and off the field. Not a single mention on U.S. TV about the fact that the majority of football and soccer players have had covid shots. In fact, the only quarterback I know of that admitted that he had not taken a covid shot is Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not so sure about Tom Brady. Well, everybody who thinks this is going to cause a mass awakening is mistaken. The brainwashing is so complete and the media is so evil that this is going to be presented as a normal, unfortunate occurrence. And we are going to move on. But do you remember back in 1972 when the swine flu vaccine was around? It was taken off the market. Why? Because one in 10,000 adverse events took place and they pulled the swine flu vaccine. Are you old enough to go back to 1972? I remember that. Now, we have one in 100 or more adverse effects from COVID vaccine. And yet the vaccine is being promoted on ads paid for by the U.S. government, suggesting that you get a booster. I I saw the ad during the football broadcast yesterday. One person suggests if you got the shot, get a D-dimmer test. Now, I have no idea what a D-dimmer test is, but one person, because I read all these comments, suggests that if you got the shot, get a D-dimmer test. It seems all the FLCCC doctors recommend it. It looks for microclotting, and that's the beginning of possibly bigger problems like Red told you about on one of our previous Upfront programs. Well, newly elected House Speaker Kevin McCarthy indeed took the gavel of the chamber, and he's promising now to carry out a conservative America First agenda, tackling the immigration crisis at the Mexican border, cutting back funding at the IRS, and fixing woke CRT indoctrination in our schools. I like that agenda. He said the first legislation plans to tackle repealing the funding for the more than 87,000 new IRS agents, as I told you about in the first portion of the show. He also highlighted immigration reform as a top priority, saying the Republican-controlled House will hold some of its first hearings of the year at the southern border. McCarthy thanked Donald Trump for helping him get elected as Speaker by making phone calls to holdouts asking them to vote for McCarthy. My source for the story that I just outlined to you, Came from the citizenfreepress.com. Speaking of TV, another person wrote this obvious comment that I feel is worth repeating. Quote, it's impossible to find a TV show or movie in the past few years without a gay agenda being injected within the first 10 to 15 minutes of it. The person's right. Most every time it doesn't make sense or even play a role. In the plot or storyline, it's just injected. And something I learned about when I was on on duty with FEMA in Pennsylvania, when I talked to somebody from California who said, that is the Hollywood agenda, period. And she was right then. And if I could talk to her today, (laughs) she's still right. The same goes for many TV commercials that seem to be inserting mixed-race actors side-by-side promoting the sponsor's product. I can't believe you haven't noticed it. It's meant to be subliminal. The Hollywood agenda continues. How about Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton? He's filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration over its recent rule change involving immigrants and their eligibility for receiving government-issued welfare benefits. This is according to an exclusive report That I found on BreitbartNews.com. The Department of Homeland Security, the fair and humane public charge rule restores the historical understanding of a public charge that had been in place for decades. Until the Trump administration began to consider supplemental health benefits such as Medicaid and nutritional assistance as part of the public charge inadmissibility determination. The rule change speaks to the Biden administration's commitment to restoring faith in our legal immigration system. But the Texas AG's office argues the rule change prevents consideration of statutory required factors when determining whether an illegal alien is likely to become a public charge. Paxton's office says federal immigration law requires A public charge determination for immigrants, which ostensibly prohibits migrants from staying in the country if they are likely to use welfare programs such as Medicaid food stamps or government housing aid. The Biden administration has demonstrated its intent not to enforce the law and to open the borders to illegal aliens who will indeed be dependent on welfare benefits read a press release from Paxton's office. And again, my source for this story, an excellent story, by the way, was Breitbart.com. And by the way, the Biden administration says they're committed to opening the borders to aliens who lack the ability to take care of themselves. Well, isn't that too bad? But you know what Texans and Arizona... And those states should not have to pay for those costly immigrants, nor should you, taxpayers, have to pay as well. Because I assure you, Joe Biden's money is not what's feeding and housing these people. It's your money. Hey, did you know the Associated Press revealed last year that it got $8 million? For what? I I know people who still work for the Associated Press, to promote the claims of global warming. Yeah, AP says they got $8 million to promote the claims of global warming. The AP impartially described this massive conflict of interest as an illustration of how philanthropically has swiftly become an important new funding source for journalism. So, can you believe that? They took the money and they're bragging about it. This far-reaching initiative will transform how we cover the climate change story, its executive editor claimed. (laughs) An incredibly damaging admission, the philanthropic quid pro quo saw five organizations fund the AP's dedicated team of more than two dozen journalists who are assigned to do what? Cover climate issues. And then the wire service would then plant their reporting in papers around the country to terrify Americans into supporting green taxes and subsidies, the story was circulated to us by the WashingtonStandard.com. This is the Upfront program. It's Monday morning, where you hear news. Perhaps you hadn't heard before. I bet you hadn't heard that one about the AP. It took eight million dollars to promote. Global warming. How about CNS News, my source for the next story? In its latest survey on drinking, the Gallup poll discovered that 63% of American adults use alcoholic beverages and that 36% are total abstainers, like your host, Dick Bouchard, and another guy who doesn't drink. His name is Donald Trump. The Gallic poll also found that the more money you make, the more education you have, the more you drink. In the survey, Gallup pollsters asked, quote, Do you have occasion to use alcoholic beverages such as liquor, wine or beer, or are you a total abstainer? Again, the response, 63% said they drink alcohol, adults 18 or older. And the poll also revealed that the favorite alcoholic beverage is beer, 35%, followed by wine, 31%, and hard liquor, 30%. My source, com. So, I don't care if you drink or not, I don't. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling.
3: Well. Dick, I was not going to call you today so that you could get through your four pages, but you just talked about something that has been bothering me. I play cards with a girl, a woman, who is, she's very conservative, very well-informed, and um, she said to me, do you realize that in 30 years we're going to need three Earths (laughs) to handle the population. I said, where the hell did you hear that? Yeah, really? 60 minutes. 60 minutes. I said, 60 (laughs) minutes? I haven't watched 60 minutes in years. I Mm -hmm. said, they're full of crap. She said, no, no, it's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm connecting the dots. Uh, There's money floating around for journalists. Yeah, right, journalists, Mm -hmm. in air quotes, to promote climate change. Now, I don't know... What's going on with that? We hear so many crazy stories, but one of these days I'm going to list every crazy freaking thing that the socialists have put out there, and this is one of them. So so therefore, I guess that it's okay, Bill Gates, to starve people. Let's not use fertilizer. Let's have a shortage of food. <laughs> Let's have people starve to death yeah. so that we don't need three earths. These people are freaking nuts,
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, All right. Bye. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm glad I set you off. Thank you for calling. You
3: set me off, okay? <laughs> bye. <laughs> All
1: right, bye-bye. All right. Yeah, that story of the... You're not going to read about that in the call, of course. Uh, but uh, you heard about it right here on WNRI. Thanks for listening. It's winter at Case
0: 1013 Cass Avenue where you can dine inside or outside, weather permitting. Yes, for those who enjoy the great outdoors, discover our inflatable snow globes for outdoor dining during the winter season or cozy up inside our dining room or bar. It's always a pleasant dining experience at Kay's Restaurant. And thank you for voting us number one in the Woonsocket Call Reader's Choice Survey. We could not have done it without your continued support and, of course, our dedicated staff. So for lunch or dinner specials or a award-winning steak sandwiches or seasonal cocktails and sangria come on over to k's check our facebook page for daily and weekend specials k's 1013 cass avenue takeout inside dining outside winter dining too weather permitting reservation 762-9675 see you at k's a winsocket tradition since 1968 and remember gift cards are always available If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. We're licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years' experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334-6060, Dion's Plumbing Systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you.
1: Oh, I wanted to tell you, uh, did you know there's a giant indoor flea market? And it's right here in Woonsocket, located on North Main Street. right next door to Butcher Brothers. It's called the Bargain Fair. And my friend... The owner, George Fontaine. I was talking to George yesterday when I was there, and I said, George, how long have I known you? It's got to be at least 60 years. He said, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) Why don't you stop in and check out the bargains that he's found for you? There's something there for everyone. At the Bargain Fair Indoor Flea Market, where the prices are right. Doors open 8 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I was there yesterday. Stop in and look around. You'll be glad you did. There's free parking and there is no admission. Okay, you are listening to the Upfront program. You're
0: listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel.
1: And the panel here on Monday mornings, yours truly, Dick Bouchard. Did you know, (laughs) Helen, that's just for you. Did you know there are people who keep track of things like the fact that Joe Biden has spent 40% of his time in the office of the president on vacation? Yep, as of Friday, Biden has been on vacation a total of 292 vacation days. My source, com. We will all die someday. I'm amazed that I have lived to age 84, and uh, I remain rather healthy. I learned Friday morning that the oldest person in the United States passed away at the age of 115. Her name was Bessie Hendricks. She lived in Lake City, Iowa. Turns out she was born in 1907. Can you imagine what her memory banks hold? Because remember back in 1907, you certainly didn't have a smartphone or a smart TV. She celebrated, in fact, she didn't have a real bathroom inside the house unless she's very wealthy. Uh she celebrated her 115th birthday back in November. Yes. Women do live longer than men. My source was WLTX-TV. Did you know that nearly 4 million married Americans live away from the person they married and are still married to? Such relationships have skyrocketed more than 25% between 2001 and 2019 and was expedited and exacerbated by the pandemic. And some people swear by it. The dirty little secret here is that spouses want to avoid the potential responsibility of being and becoming a full-time caregiver. Women say that they cared for their children, parents, and their spouse, and now want to avoid getting into... These traditional gender roles. My source for that, Glenn Beck dot Yeah, Glenn's still around. Got <laughs> gray here now. Did you know that U.S. auto sales totaled only 13.7 million vehicles in 2022? And that's the lowest figure since 2011. And it's an 8% decrease from the previous year. Auto sales had topped 17 million vehicles for five straight years before the COVID-19 pandemic struck in 2020. And that unleashed a supply chain problem situation that has bogged down deliveries ever since. Sales of Nissan cars, for example, down 25 percent. Toyotas are down 9.6 percent. Subarus down 4.7 percent. But guess what? Tesla electric cars up 40%. My source, redstate.com, via thelibertydaily.com. The Biden administration has quietly published a congressionally mandated report. It highlights the positive economic benefits that the Keystone XL pipeline would have had had President Biden not revoked their federal permits. The report, which the U.S. Department of Energy completed in late December without any public announcement, says the Keystone XL project would have created between 16,149 and 59,000 jobs and would have had a positive economic impact of between 3.4 to as much as $9.6 billion, citing various studies. But the Joe Biden cancellation of the pipeline permits, as I'm sure everybody in my audience knows about, effectively shut the project down. The Biden administration has finally owned up to what we've known all along. Killing the Keystone XL pipeline cost good paying jobs hurt Montana's economy was the first step in Biden's war on the U.S. oil and gas production, said Senator Steve Daines, Republican from Montana. He said, quote, unfortunately, the administration continues to pursue energy production anywhere else but in the United States. My source for this excellent story was Citizen Free Press, and they were quoting foxnews.com. This indeed is the Upfront program. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, is your host. And I kind of hope you're enjoying the program today. We'll take another quick break, and then I'll be right back. Let's talk about auto insurance. Does your current policy provide a claim satisfaction guarantee? The answer is no, unless you have Allstate, because no other insurance company makes that promise. And you can get a quick quote on home and car insurance from the Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency with two convenient offices, the main office across from Dowling Village and their new office, 72 South Main Street, South Bellingham. Pull out your current insurance policy page and see how much you'll save by switching to the Benjamin Allstate Agency. And let's talk about Allstate's Claim Satisfaction Guarantee, which means you get your money back, no questions asked. Included free with your standard Allstate policies. Kara Benjamin and her staff ready to serve you in person or by telephone. Call 401-765-5000. Put you in touch with either office. Let's talk about savings with Allstate Home and Car Insurance. Remember you're in good hands with Allstate. Let's talk about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has called for all state-sponsored colleges and universities in Florida to report how much money they spent on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and yes, critical race theory. The strong letter from DeSantis says each institution must. Detail the costs associated with the administration of each program or activity as follows. 1. Provide to his office a description of the program or activity. 2. The number of positions, including full and part-time FTEs, full-time employees, involved in such programs. 3. Total funding spent to support the three or mentioned initiatives. 4 report the total spent to support the initiative, and specify the amount that comes from the state of Florida. What I like is DeSantis set a deadline to collect and submit all institutions' responses to his office no later than this Friday, January the 13th. My source, Citizen Free Press and Florida floridavoicenews.com. One of the things I learned when directing some operations within FEMA, is set deadlines. FEMA, (laughs) in disaster operations, sets a deadline of 24 hours for everything. You tell them what you're going to do in the next 24 hours, and then the following day, you must report what you accomplished in the previous 24 hours. Boy, That's a system that really works, and I saw it work perfectly uh, when I uh, spent 17 years on the road with FEMA. Hey, I'm glad to learn that uh, thanks to being resuscitated on the playing field after he stopped breathing when he passed out, after standing up following being tackled during that nationally televised Buffalo Bills-Bengals football game last week, he's now up and he's walking around and talking. And yesterday, I saw pictures of him watching the Buffalo Bills playing their game on television yesterday. That brings us to this report that was published December 12th by two doctors that have uh, say that there have been 1101 athlete sudden sudden deaths from cardiac arrest since June 21st and December 22nd. That's um by the way, what they were trying to do is they're trying to point out that that short period of time previous to that, there were the same number of deaths over the past 38 years. Dr. Peter McCullough says that since COVID shots began being required for athletes, there have been at least 1,598 cardiac arrests reports. And 1,101 of those have died. The report clearly shows that athlete deaths in the past two years have occurred since we've been giving COVID shots to athletes. They're up at an alarming rate, especially in Europe. You're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling. Hello. Good morning, Dick Vershaugh. How are you doing?
2: I'm here and I'm reading. I've got this website open up. It's usnc.com and it's ultra safe nuclear. And this is the latest one I've seen here. And it's fourth generation nuclear energy. This is an update. Mm -hmm. Nuclear for
1: for okay go.
2: Demonstration units are scheduled to be released in 2026. They're five to ten megawatts. Okay, and if you look at and compare them to a light um, water regular reactor their surface area to power ratio is 15 times greater. So it's 1 15th the size for the same power as a regular reactor.
1: When you give me that number, uh, 5 to 10 megawatts, yeah, could you uh, yes, uh, define define the time frame of that? Is that uh, per hour, per day, per, per lifetime, per week? Uh, could you be a little more definitive?
2: I believe that's straight output. So in other words, if you've got 5 megawatts, you're running in an hour, it's 5 megawatt hours. Because they're talking about the energy content well, that's a is lot. 300 megawatt year. The unit ha- energy content is 300 megawatt years. Mm-hmm. The total energy.
3: Total so energy. So you'd be
2: taking that energy out at 5 to 10 megawatts at continuous, and whatever that comes out to in 300 megawatt years.
1: Yeah. Funny that's thing about. is that, uh, you know, this morning I was reviewing how many watts... We use at our house, and you know it's a combination of my solar panels and what I purchase from National Grid, and and frankly, it's not a lot, it's like you know three four thousand kilowatt hours, and why not talk, that's kilowatt hours now, and you're using the term megawatts, and that megawatts right. is a million watts. That's a lot of watts. <laughs> so and that's that's when they say that. Right, they turn
2: out. They this thing comes fuel for twenty years. So when they say that three hundred megawatt year content, that's
1: all right. So that's over the course of a year, then. That sounds my my interpretation of that. Then
2: no, no, that
1: would be over the course of twenty years. All right. Well, I'm going to look into it. You know, because I don't like I don't like to be uh, blindsided with information like this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, no, but no, no, no. But my point is that uh, you said you were going to send me um, a website to search uh, the in detail, but I haven't received it. My my email address is very simple: Bouchard8 at aol.com. Please send it to me, would you? Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. But I keep getting it keeps telling me
2: I'm spam for some reason. I
1: don't know why. Well. <laughs> I've only had that email address for 30 years. All right. And listen, I got to go. I got a lot more to go. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Have a good day. All right. So, you know, I'm a big fan of of being able to purchase a little box that will produce uh, that kind of energy. Uh, But uh, I'm not sure I could afford it. And that's the problem. (laughs) Scientists in Massachusetts, however, have developed a vaccine that destroys and prevents untreatable Brain cancer. Have you heard about this? I nearly passed out when I read this story. The new brain tumor vaccine works in four steps. First, cancer cells are removed from the tumor. All right, they're scrutinized. Second, through gene mutation using CRISPR technology, the cells are re-engineered to produce A tumor-killing agent and express factors, thus allowing the body's immune system to better recognize and tag them. Third, the cells are reinserted and begin traveling across the brain to the tumor site, producing a strong immune defense. Finally, the tumor reduces as a result of the two-pronged attack. The new vaccine is the result of years of painstaking research by a lab at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Massachusetts. Isn't that amazing? The treatments have so far only worked in mice by extracting the live tumor cells from a glioblastoma and transforming them into potent anti-cancer killers. The findings were published in Science Transditional Medicine last week. Now, the Daily Mail covered the story, and it goes on to mention that Moderna's new cancer vaccine uses the same mRNA technology as the COVID shots by using pieces of genetic code from the patient's tumors to effectively teach the body to fight off cancer. The shot combined with an immunotherapy drug reduced the chance of relapse or death in post-surgery melanoma patients by 44% compared to using just one drug. So there's two things we're talking about here. What happened at the uh, Cancer Institute up there at Brigham and Women's Hospital and then the Moderna drug uh, shot that attacks melanoma uh, cancer. My sources for both of these stories, very, very good stories, DailyMail.com, you might want to read it. While it's done, the Florida legislature has moved to officially strip woke Disney of its self-governing status, according to Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' offices. The state legislature announced Friday that it's ending the self-governing of the status of Reedy Creek Improvement District, and that's where Walt Disney World is located. DeSantis signed legislation stripping the company of its special tax status back in April, you may recall, but it required the state legislature to register its approval of the action, which they did last week. The move comes following the company's public opposition, to the Parental Rights in Education Bill, which DeSantis signed into law. The company had a deal unlike any company or individual in all of the state in Florida, in fact, probably unlike anywhere in the U.S. Disney has lost its exclusive privileges in Florida thanks to its public objections to parents having rights over their own children. I'm glad to hear that's happened. And uh, it's a good slap in the face to woke Disney. All right. Well, listen, I got to go. It's time for the news. Bye-bye,
2: everybody.